Welcome to the Burt Show. I know I got Burt, but help me MG and turn me back into a healthy MC. Welcome to Farms Not Farms Podcast, episode 24. Today we're going to be talking with a fellow guerrilla healer, a caregiver, someone who steps up and ultimately has put his life on the line many, many, many times to help other people. And he has done this since this plant is legal and before. And it is a testament to being unable to stand by while someone's suffering and asks for your help. And uh, I salute that notion, that action in our world. Farms Not Farms podcast is a platform for safe access to information about how we can help ourselves. And while, you know, some of the views uh, expressed by people who come on this show may or may not be shared by me and uh, are not expressly uh, connected to the show, of course, um, you know, not everybody's going to agree with everything. You may not agree with everything that I say, and that's okay, too. I'm not here to force my beliefs on you. I'm just sharing my experiences. And so I'm going to bring someone on the show who I'm going to ask questions to about their experience. And he's had a lot of experiences. He's very passionate about what he dedicates his life to. And real quick, shout out to buildthesoil.com for powering our ability to share artwork with everyone about each episode Thank you, buildthesoil.com, for also being the Internet's leading spot for organic soil amendments, as well as sharing our podcast to your over 60,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, Just really thank you for helping spread the education about what we're talking about and uh, supporting Farms Not Farms. Also, if you want a really, really cool Farms Not Farms hemp T-shirt, you can go to buildasoil.com and check them out there. They also have the Farms Not Farms stickers and so much more. Check out buildasoil.com. Without further ado, I want to introduce everybody to uh, to, to Bobby. So, uh, Bobby, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, how you? It's great to hear your voice. <laughs> let, let's get, let's, let me ask you this, okay, because I want to introduce you to the audience. Tell me a little bit about um, how long you've been working with the cannabis plant and what got you to the point where you started taking it to a different level, applying it to patients with life-threatening ailments. Oh, gosh, man. Yeah, I, I started smoking weed at 13. I'm 47. It's uh, been quite a long journey. Yeah, I guess I was uh, probably about 36 years old when the whole medical... Uh, cannabis and medical thing really kicked in, and I was in California at the time. Uh, lived next door to an old hippie named Mike. Uh, rest his soul, too. We lost him about five years ago, uh, Callie Mike. Uh, Mike was growing in the backyard of the apartment complex. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, he, he was only doing his medic, medical six, I believe is what it was at the time in California, do six. I had been, I had grown in the past a little here and there, but nothing on a big scale. Always hiding in the woods in Indiana somewhere, inside a cornfield or something of that nature growing up. Uh, but nothing, you know, nothing really major, nothing, nothing really just turned out real great, I should say, at the end of the day. But Callie Mike, uh, Callie Mike taught me a little bit about growing and, and uh, how to care for the plant. Keep in mind, this was all before, uh, right when medical was very first starting uh, in California. And uh, Mike had had his license. He had his six plants. And it was his, uh, one, his first run at that particular uh, apartment complex. However, he had grown in the, in, the, in the hills, you know, many years before. But he was doing a legal thing this time around. And uh, right at harvest time, he called me on the phone. And uh, he was all frantic, call the police, call the police. They're stealing my plants. And I'm like, you want me to call the police? He's like, call them right now, damn it. So I, I was 
looked out. I didn't know what to do, so I'm calling 911, and I said, I, I can hear a disturbance next door. I don't know what's going on, okay. but I think you need to send somebody out here real quick. There's Mike standing in the road waiting for the police to come, and the police officer pulls up, and uh, he's, telling, he's telling the police officer, hey, they're running up the road with my weed, and the police officer takes up, goes and gets them, gets the planes. What they took, they hopped a few of his tops off, and uh, he comes back, he had his back of the police car, and opened up the trunk, and he goes, I'm sorry that they... Uh, cut him down for you a little early, Mr. Mike, he says, but the, however, you're responsible picking them buds up from here all the way up the hill from where they drug them on the road. I guess at that point, uh, uh, I kind of was like, oh my God, it's really going to be accepted here, and there's really no need to hide for it anymore, and uh, Mike had had a lot of bad neck problems, and he said they swore that it's the only thing that helped him with the pain, uh, as far as Naturally, he uh, he had, he went through the drug addiction with the pills because of the neck. Uh, he had gotten himself off of it. He was a heavy, heavy drinker, however. Uh, but he 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 was the one who initially uh, turned my way of thinking that there's a medicine uh, aspect about it, and that ingesting it seemed to make his pain go away a little more than smoking it. So that always uh, you know raised to my. Uh, starting my studies of the medical marijuana, I guess I should say. From sure. there, I just bring it with me. Um, you know, I met uh, some cancer people, some cancer children. Of course, that just, uh, probably the wrong thing for me to do at the time was to meet a sick child taking it and seeing it work. Cause that just really, uh, when that happened, it was over with. It was a dedication of life at that point in time as opposed to uh, an interest or a uh, uh or want to be a part of something like that. Uh, when I've seen it and physically seen it happen and physically seen it work, uh, that's just when everything changed. So you're saying uh, that when you saw a child who had cancer heal from using cannabis, that changed your life? When I seen a child that I gave the medicine to, that I particular made at that particular time. Please not boast to myself on that at all. But when I knew that I did it for myself and I heard it from the doctor's mouth myself, well, that changed the whole everything. And not for the fact that, not for any other fact than I was able to put it together and it actually worked. Yeah. Uh, for no other reason. Uh, it just shocked me because you can hear, like, look, like I said, Mike had neck pain. Okay, he had a couple surgeries. Um, it was a terminal. It helped his pain. Look, I get it. It helped his neck pain. I so get it, and I know it did help his pain. Trust you me, I know it did. But that's a little bit different than, wow, your white blood cells were never supposed to come up to where they are before, and we never thought this day would happen, and uh, this is impossible. And, you know, uh, when you hear these things on terminal illnesses, you know, wow, it, it just really does something to you. You know, and at that point, I was all in. Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't even believe that, you know, this has been going on and no one's said anything about it. No one's done anything about it. And why is this a secret? And why, you know, then you start, you know, on and on. Then, then you know, then the research gets deeper. Uh, you want to do more. Uh, more education, more this, more that, you know, uh, nonstop studying. I think I did about seven years uh, total uh, of nonstop education around the clock, talking to mothers all over the world, uh, listening to the stories, crying on the phone. My Lord, I bet I cried a million rivers. Uh, just the whole... Uh, just the whole genre of it all can be overwhelming to about anybody. Yeah. Uh, and and the thing with it is, it's not just here. It's all over the world. People are seeing it. Uh, and, you know, it's just a, it's a very difficult thing to stay focused on for a long, long periods of time because it just consumes you, man. I mean, it just takes everything out of you. Uh, and that's kind of why where I'm at right now. You know, I'm, I'm, been consumed with it and I just need a break and you know um, it's, it's nice to step back and look, watch other people run with it keep going and 
uh, you can tell the new people coming in. I, I, I always liked it, like to see it because I, I, I looked at a lot of them. But man, I was me, you know, 20 years ago. <laughs> look how, look how spunky and you know, dumpsters they are. They seen it. That's what I always say to myself. They seen it, uh, and you can always tell by the look in their eye if they've actually seen it or not, or if they're they're just, you know, doing whatever. You can tell if someone's actually seen the plant work because uh, they're all about it. Yeah. At that point, all it takes is someone to see it, um, and I think that's where we're we're gaining. We've gained a lot of speed. It's came a long ways from the neck pain of my cat. I'll tell you that, uh, a very long ways. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a good thing. Um, it's definitely a good thing. We're starting to turn uh, more and more states are getting more legal. Uh, I, I do see the recreational market kind of kind of uh, having a little damper on things, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's, you know, we all need it, so uh, I enjoy it, I'll tell you that. I'm, I'm the recreational user about now. I have had many medical problems, but I believe I don't have them anymore because of it. So, uh, uh, you know, that being said, it's, it's, a, it's, an, interesting, it's an interesting industry. Um, it can be a difficult one. Uh, it's brought a lot of uh, brought a lot of happiness in my life. Brought a lot of uh, brought a lot of pain as well too. Many tears, like I said. Um, it, it's it's a it's a it's a difficult thing when you lose. Um, you know, uh, a lot of the times we're forced into we are the absolute last hope. You know, and that's what gets me more than anything. I think that's what drug me down uh, quicker than anything is that we, I just, you know, it just seemed to me like I was always the last one to get a chance. Yeah. And, and that, um, that hurts things because at the time, a lot of times you already know the damage is done. And at what point do we know the damage can be fixed? We don't really know. We're not doctors, we're not scientists. We don't know the answers. You know, we've seen so much crazy stuff that we're willing to believe anything at this point. Let's get clear. And Let's get clear. When you say the damage is done, what are you specifically referring to? Because I want people to understand that you're just, just, I think I know exactly what you're saying, though. Let's yeah. just elaborate. Yeah. Basically, you know, um, and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot this out there at the things that, uh, as of my experience, what I have witnessed is my own personal uh, genre with it here, uh, and it's basically that when I say the last chance, um, it's basically you, you know, they'll the, the the parents or the you know the deciding family members around the person that you're working with, um, you know, we've been brought up and raised that you know we gotta listen to the doctor, he knows best. Uh, he's, you know, there for a reason. He's spent all the money for education for this reason or another, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the thing we need to do is listen to the doctor. And, and, and we do that right up until the doctor says, hey, uh, I can't do no more. Uh, I've done all I can. And, you know, they, they take it to the very end. And then they call someone, you know, uh, like ourselves and be like, hey, uh, I, I was doing some research. You know, and then, you know, you start picking and pulling and, you know, well, why didn't you do your research four or five years ago when this first started, as opposed to waiting until you got two weeks to go here and, you know, um, it, it's, it's, that's what I'm talking about there. The, the last, uh, the last hope, the last chance, you know, a lot of times we're, we're pinned into, uh, you know, be there, being their only hope at, at whatever point that's getting ready to be a very difficult situation for the whole entire family. And a lot of that gets pinned upon us because we're the last one to try. So specifically when you're talking about the damage, are you referring to conventional uh, treatments? Conventional damage, uh, you know, between both, between both disease progression and uh, uh, residual effects for medicines or treatments or, 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 uh, or studies or whatever they're doing at that point in time, you know, um, that's what I, that's what I mean by that. Uh, you know, a lot of the conventional treatments just are absolutely just destroying people themselves. Uh, and, and it's known, I mean, they're not lying. So what have you, I mean, what have you seen? What have you seen in, in regards to conventional treatments having 
ill effects and ultimately being counterproductive. Oh, jeez. And you don't have oh, to get too, too graphic, though, you know, just obviously... Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to do that and not be too... Because uh, um, I just it, want you to speak pretty, from your experience. I don't want this show to yeah, be, it, it, you, you know... know it's, it's like like I said, Brent, they, they take us to the last two... We're the last hope. So, you know, by the time that I, you know, we get to, to, to see a patient or start to learn what's going on with a particular patient, you know, they're, they're, uh, they can't eat, they can't sleep. They're, they're, they can't do their, their bowels are already shot. They're, you know, things are shutting down, and it's very obvious things are shutting down. Uh, is it disease progression, or has it been, you know, the treatment? You know, I guess a lot of it we don't really know. It's a guessing thing. Uh, but it seems to me like if they've been through a lot of the same treatments, if you see the same things over and over, then it should be, most likely, is probably caused by the medicine, not the disease. And it seems that a lot of the cases that I have worked with, right at the end of life, it's all the same. Kind of the same kind of passing, the same kind of uh, uh, symptoms right at the end. Um, uh, the side effects that they state that they could have, they do have. Uh, like I said, they're not, they're not lying about them. They tell you what the side effects are. And 99.9% of the time, it seems like that if it's a clinical trial, that they get all the side effects that they're talking about. Um, and that could be a wide range of whatever medication that they're on at the time. Uh, I've seen a ton of medi- medical side effects. And let's be honest, that, 90, that 99% you're talking about is from correct me if I'm wrong, then 99% of the people that you see, which is same, similar for me, somewhat we have a, we have a biased con- concept of this because m- most of the people that come to us have already exhausted every other option. If they've already took it all the way to the end. Uh, there is no more for you. And look, when the doctor says there is no more for you. He is telling you he has already damaged you beyond repair of any medicine known to mankind at this point. And he knows it. And he's not willing to damage you anymore because he's already did it. It's our, and, and, and I shouldn't say he's already did it. I, I, you know, I've fought this for many years on, on doctors in this and I don't believe a lot of doctors are out there to hurt people. I think they're doing a lot of what they know. Um, you know, so I kind of try to play off of them a little bit, especially now that we're starting to get a little of a few of them's respect and they're starting to jump on board with us. You know, uh, I don't think they're intentionally trying to hurt people. They just don't know any other way of doing things. Um, and they're, and- they're licensed to practice a certain style of medicine that ultimately incorporates these practices that do have, you know, the majority of um, research suggests that they do have uh, effect, you know, positive effect. Obviously, there are risks. There are going to be negative effects. There are going to be casualties because of these treatments. I know that, you know, when we're using poisons to stimulate the body's natural reactions, there's going to be bodies that bounce back, and then there's going to be bodies that don't. And so the difference between, and just for the audience's sake, the difference between conventional practices like chemo or radiation, and there's some, there's safer forms of chemo, safer forms of radiation, though ultimately the difference there between that and using cannabis is that using cannabis won't have negative residual side effects aside from the same potential uh, consideration where these treatments may not work. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a lot of the success stories that I have seen or been a part of um, have been uh, paralleled with conventional treatment. Um, a lot of that, uh, almost all of it, uh, the success stories have had some kind of um, uh, conventional treatment along with cannabis as well, too. And that's why I think it's important that, uh, you know, we keep the push here and, and get these doctors on, you know, on board to start doing more uh, clinical research on it and studies on it. And, 
you know, you know, sign them up. I tell you what, it's very hard nowadays to convince a neurologist that it doesn't work. Okay, they're pretty much on board about right now. Um, it's the oncologist, the oncology. We still got a long way to go. Sure, their um, whole entire and, practice is based on yeah. not using cannabis. Ultimately, if you want to, if it break, you know, you could break it down to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's easy to convince a neurologist at this point. Uh, you're just, like I said, the practice, the the, the oncology. They're they're still at the they're still at ground level, but. Um, Similarly, for the pain, the pain clinics, you know, the pain doctors, there it seems like, uh, you know, while some of them can seem be seemingly be more friendly to using cannabis products, it seems like, you know, severe treatments these days are not going to cannabis; they're going to ketamine. I mean, I'm using it right now. Um, you know, rotator cuff and torn labor, uh, that's pretty <laughs> painful little deal I'm going through right now. I would tell you where I would like to see it go because, I, like I said, I, I'm the type of person that uh, I've always been around and been a part of it. Man, I don't like to take it. I just absolutely take don't what? like to take it. I don't take, take the oil. I don't like to take cannabis oil. Okay. Or, pain, well, one, I don't like to be in pain, nor does anybody, so if it gets to a point where I have to take it, I'm already to a point I don't want to be, uh, and that's just being in pain. Um, I don't mind taking micro doses of it whatsoever at all, because it doesn't affect me or affect my day whatsoever at all, but, however, when I am in a lot of pain, and I know that I am 100% dependent upon cannabis to take this pain away, which it does, and it does a very fine job at it, it just makes me a zombie all day. I'm just kind of like a vegetable. I sleep, which sleeping is healing. I get that too as well. But this has been going on now for about two weeks, and I'm still, I still feel like a, like I just left the surgery room. Uh, and I kind of want to come out of the daze a little bit from time to time. You know what I'm saying? So Listen I to would me. like to see it get to a point to where, you know, we could uh, you know, still be able to uh, have a clearer way of thinking and do it as well to have the same good effect. I well, mean, it's night and day difference of the pain with taking it and not taking it, I'll tell you. Check it out. I can completely control it. I want you, after we get off the, after we're finished with the show, I want you to send me your new address. And I'm going to send you okay. some, I'm going to send you some CBD options that I think you're going to, uh, you know, I, I'd love for you to consider trying, and uh, okay. we'll take it from there. Sounds good. I think that, you know, what I'm thinking, just for the audience's sake, and I guess for your sake, is um, when, I, when I'm in severe pain and I take a dab of CBD isolate or I smoke the vape pen that I have, that's the Gorilla Hiller vape pen is just, you know, there's no carrier oils, there's no VG or PG or PEG, any of that stuff. Um, I it's it's a relatively instant, immediate effect of just relaxing and and the pain goes away. And um, so yeah, that's what I want to send you some of, and I'm happy to do it. So we'll talk about that right after. Um, cool. And moving on, you know, I know you know. Bobby and I have been a part of the same teams for children and, you know, look, reme looking to remediate their cancers and uh, working with their families to, to do so. And uh, so I can attest to how much this gentleman cares about being there for people and, of course, being effective, which means saving a life. And at the same time, you know, with that, I salute you, Bobby, and I, I commend you, and, and I'm grateful to know you because, you know, it, it helps me uh, just be inspired to shine more light and to be a part of that because it's, um, it's great to know that light's shining in our world. And, you know, <laughs> some people are searching, searching high and low for that light and uh, feel just in the dark, and, and you know, and that's generally within us. Uh, we can right. we can change our channel at any time we want, and that's just a mind frame thing of 
of the quantum realm of existence. And, you know, um, I think when working with a child who is sick, you know, one, one, uh, I remember you sent a family to me who was in the country from, uh, Puerto Rico and, uh, and there was a girl, a, a, a little child in a coma and uh, with leukemia. And that's how I met that yep. fam- the family. And, yep. Yep. you know, there's, um, uh, you know, we, we, there's just so many different stories of just us working. I, I know there were patients who I was working with that you didn't know. And I would call you for, for uh, some guidance because you do things... Uh, a little differently than I do in respect to actually working with someone's blood pressure. Would you like to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Um, um, one of the things about cannabis is, uh, is it's, uh, even though it's a natural medicine, it, it, it doesn't naturally work the same with everybody. Uh, and I started doing a little research, um, on, you know, different at that point in time, we were, uh, let's see, when it all started out, I think we were really big at strain thing. It was a, it was a strain that was doing this or that or the other, uh, it was a strain that had this CBD or it was a strain that had this THD. And we were really studying on all the, you know, we're just trying to figure things out, I guess, at that point in time. You know, you heard a lot of hype on, well, you don't want to give this person a sativa plant because it's going to get their anxiety high, or, you know, you want to give them an indica so it takes them down. And then I started seeing people getting indica plants that would take them up and not take them down. And people get sativa plants that would take them down and not up. And I started thinking, wait a minute here, there's got to be a better, a better way to monitor if the medicine's in their system and if it's working. Uh, so, um, you know, upon the research and whatnot, you know, of, of, of how they study natural or, or synthetic medicines, they basically always check your heart rate, go by your blood pressure, which is pretty much you know, controlled by your heart rate. So I started uh, 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 testing my patients. You know, I would check them before, uh, before check their heart rate before they would uh, uh, get any kind of medicine, and then I would check them an hour later, and then an hour later, and then an hour later. Just every hour on the hour, I would watch that heart rate and kind of study and figure out how it took effect or how it affected their heart. Um, very common to know that if you go to the doctor and you're in a lot of pain, you're probably going to have a very high heart rate because you're irritated, you're agitated, uh, you're in pain, uh, you just got yourself all worked up because you're in, a, you're, in a, you're in a frenzy. Well, I wanted to find out how long, one, it takes a cannabis plant to work, which is something that I, you know, we really need to work on, too, is because it does take a while for it to take effect. We get about an hour and a half is what my studies would show. Uh, you know, I'm going to use easy numbers, and these numbers are just for uh, our own purposes of learning is all. Um, let's say, for instance, I checked the patient out that I knew that was in a lot of pain. Um, they hadn't taken any oil yet. Um, this is their first time. And I checked their heart rate, and it was beating at about 100, 100 beats per minute. Okay. So this is you high. checking their pulse? Uh, this is me checking their pulse or their heart rate, yes, uh, with just a little cheapo Walmart little thing slip on their finger. It would give you their heart rate. Oh, okay. Uh, and it was cheapo things. And, uh, you know, I noticed it, it would be beating like 100 beats per minute, which is pretty fast. You know, then we'd give them the oil, sit and wait an hour. I'd check in an hour, it'd be down to about 93 i check it in another hour, it'd be all the way down to 75, it'd be getting lower and lower, and I've seen it as low as 30, 35, which is pretty way too low, but I have seen it get that low before, and it's something we need to watch out for. But um, And then at the point when the, the blood pressure we you know, balance out, say around around the, you know, the 60 range, the patient would be calm, relaxed. You could tell that the medicine was in their system and working, and everything was, was you know, was working and better, and you could tell because their heart rate had slowed down a little bit. And then, in time, it would start to increase right back up. So I started thinking, well, wait a minute, if it's on the way back up, and if 100 beats per minute is ungodly pain and intolerable pain, I think we probably want to go ahead and give another dose, you know, probably when it gets about 80. So we can go ahead and make sure that it doesn't cap back out at 100 and, and cause them a lot of pain because it does wear off. It's just like any other medication. It wears off the time. Um, so I started working with the heart rate 
and uh, and uh, just to determine if it's in their system and even working to begin with. Um, a lot of people that claim that it wouldn't work for them, well, let me check their heart rate. Well, I, a lot of that, I don't believe they were ever even taking or taking the right amount, but it's also a way to determine on if you need to add more. Like I said, it's just like any other medication. In time, it's going to wear off. In time, you're going to get used to it. You're going to need more. Um, it's just the way things are. And that being said, if you monitor the heart rate, how it goes up and down when taking it, you can determine upon when it's needed next, how quickly it's going to need. I believe every patient has a different protocol for their body. It's not the one gram a day for 90 days fixes all. Uh, it's whatever the person can take, whatever their heart can handle for them to take um, is a very important. Um, and, and, and just by studying the heart rate, I believe you'll find that uh, you'll be able to determine when they need it. You'll be able to set up a, a protocol for, for how they uh, take their medicine. You'll be able to set a protocol for how they know pain's getting ready to come because a lot of times the heart rate will go up before the pain starts actually being able to be felt. And then once it gets to a certain level of, of beats per minute is when it's starting to irritate and cause pain. But if you know ahead of time, hey, I'm on the upswing, you might not have that pain anymore if you can knock it out ahead of time. So I highly recommend people checking the heart and monitoring the heart while uh, administering any kind of uh, cannabis medicine just to see what it's doing. Now, on that note, it also, and that's, that's, that's kind of like on a patient that is doing things, you found the right trick. You want the heart rate to go down. You do not want it to go up. If the beats were 100 beats per minute and you check an hour later and it's 110, hang on. You're getting ready to have a very long night. Uh, it, it's just the way that it is. And some people just can't take it and they get themselves all in a frenzy and they get themselves all worked up. And them are the people that their heart rate is going to go up, not down. And it doesn't matter if you give them an indica, sativa, CBD, or THC. It doesn't matter because they've already got themselves so worked up that it's not going to work or they've done something wrong or bad that you're not going to calm them down. You're just going to have to sit there for eight hours and do your best to try to talk them down as best you can. Tell them milk works. Tell them the peppercorn. Tell them whatever you got to tell them to get them to calm down because at that point they've just worked themselves up. But you can see it coming, and you can try to do a few things ahead of time uh, you know, to talk them down, <laughs> a lot of times that once they start going up, you're not going to get them back down for eight hours. But at least you know ahead of time by the heart <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> and I've never had a problem with a high heart rate in the child. It's always been an adult that that has happened. Child, children, they, they just take it and they, they go on about their day. The adults will sit and think about it too much and they'll work themselves up, and they're the difficult ones to break that habit of. So, uh, although I do believe the theories of the indica, sativa, the THC, you know, the CBD stuff, I, I do believe in the basic theory of all of it, how it works. I believe your heart and your body tells you how to work it better than the theory that somebody wrote for whatever reason or another because it worked for their particular patient. I believe that you could be a little more one-on-one uh, -on -one by using the heart rate to set each individual protocol for each particular patient as opposed to using a general. The general is great to get somebody started, I should say. But once you've got them started, you need to dial into what their body is saying that it needs. And I believe you find that through the heart, just like anything else. There's no heart. There's no nothing. Well, that's fascinating information, and thank you for elaborating on your experience with that. Because, um, you know, I just, I love sharing different ways to work with this plant that I have found to be so beneficial for me. And, in, you know, in my uh, observation in, in so many others. And, yeah, I see a lot of people who come to me that have, um, damage done from different treatments that didn't work and now their body's weaker 
And of course, the disease has progressed as well, though there are legitimate side effects from those treatments and uh, which damage the body's ability to be as strong as it needs to be in such a trivial scenario. And, um, you know, cannabis has had the ability in, in, in many cases, not all, to help, which well, the, it's about the endocannabinoid system, which helps regulate our immune system and neurological system and digestive system, these, these major systems that ultimately keep our body dialed in. And uh, yep. when, we, when we start learning about why cannabis works and in conjunction with seeing it with our own two eyes and, you know, being there, and even for ourselves, of course, it's just... Un- there's there's no turning back at that point. It's just how can I help share this? Because we know what it's like to suffer. We see what suffering is. And, you know, I, I know that not everybody who goes through it feels the same way. I know that there's people who have PTSD from their experiences and aren't in the mind frame to, or heart space to, to talk about it, let alone, you know, be there for others. And that's, that's okay too. Um, mm-hmm. though, Absolutely. you know, Bobby and I feel called to, to, to be of service to humanity and animal manatee, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, <clears throat> you know, and, and yeah, I, just to touch on those various ways to, I don't know if the term is modulate an experience, though, you know, when someone gets too high, there are different things that we can do. And it's often a game of trial and error. And depending on how somebody is going to be reacting to their experience, it's going to be, you know, potentially easier or harder to incorporate these methods. Um, uh, I've seen I've seen and heard some awful crazy things with some people Absolutely, that I mean, uh, you know, it, it's pretty funny. We need to do we need to do a show sometime when we can get some of these people together. And uh, do you remember that time when you called me <laughs> and told me that you well, knew I, that I was I killed you? I, I had a lady call me one time and told me that she was dead. She knew that I did it. <laughs> I was like, okay, are you you're on the phone, right? Yeah, well, you're not dead. You're on the phone. Goes, well, you're right, but I know you did. It. I know you did it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But, uh, <laughs> we got her straightened out. She's all good now. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it is the side effects or something. That's for sure. But, yeah, and, and it's of course not the same for everybody, and it <laughs> will be the same in the sense that you'll know when you take too much, and uh, you know Absolutely. some of us are going to be you know uh, fearful of ever doing it again, and most of us are going to. Um, you know, no, not to take that much anymore. <laughs> and uh, it just comes down to that. And I've taken too much, you know, more than Absolutely. once. Me too. And I've, uh, you know, I've given my dog, you know, too much. And I found out what his tolerance level was. And that, you know, I've had to uh, uh, be there as a guide for others who've taken too much. And, you know, the most important thing to remember is that. N- I haven't seen anybody actually die from taking too much. It's uh, animals have that ability because they can get too dehydrated. Even for people potentially, like it comes down to what we're already experiencing. And for an animal, they're going to experience it in a different way and, you know, they'll get disoriented. And so the worst case scenario for an animal that I've seen is actually having to get an IV because they're just not with it enough to drink. And so, you know, there's that. Um, and so it's just more sensitive for animals. And even then, like, you know, generally they're just going to be okay and you can help them get some fluids or even just starting with some yogurt, you put it in their mouth and, you know, um, or, you know, ice cubes and such. And for humans, you know, just taking CBD can help calm you down. 
um, taking black pepper, tasting it and eating it. And, um, you know, that is, uh, you can get a lot of it in you in capsules. You can just make capsules and, uh, real quick. But if you're able to actually do that, then that can calm you down. Um, or even black pepper oil. And then, um, you know, Bobby, are there any other ways that you know of you'd incorporate to calm, help to calm yourself? I, I, I'm still the firm, firm believer of just the, the, the being there, the taking the responsibility, having someone there that's been through it, uh, just trying to talk them down. I mean, that's the best success that I've had. I think the other things um, might have worked for some. I haven't seen a lot of that stuff work for others. I think we even, at one point in time, we were on the, uh, uh, what was that stuff called that we tried for years, uh, City Calling. Cidacoline. Uh, Cidacoline is definitely... Cidacoline. Remember, remember that? We were on... Everybody was on sure. a big kick with that years ago, too. Uh, Dr. Melanie uh, started that off uh, years ago. We tried that, too. Um, it's been... Like, it's trial and error. I mean, that's still where we're at with it. I had, Like I said, I still believe the old-fashioned uh, person that's been through it, the person that's treating them should have already been through this, in my opinion, before... Uh, and, and, and that being said, that's kind of how suppository things came up, too, is because uh, <laughs> Dr. Melamede, and uh, I was working with a patient one point in time, Dr. Melamede was wanting to do a study on suppositories, and I told him that I had a patient that uh, would, would probably do it. Well, I was wrong. The patient didn't want to do it. Uh, the patient let me know that if I didn't do it, he was never going to do it. So I believe at that time, Dr. Melamede was like, great, good do it. I need someone that's going to give me good information anyways. So, uh, you know, it's just trial and error with everything in this so far. Um, and that's how suppositories pretty much came about, is, was trial and error. Um, and some have had success. Some say do it, some say don't. I mean, the city calling, I think I had a patient one time that swore by it. Uh, I had several other patients that didn't do anything for him. Um, so it's, I believe the old fashioned, the person that's doing the treating, the person that did the education to get them to the point to take the medicine in the first place needs to be the one to take the responsibility if something like this happens and be there for the person to talk them down as best they can, sit with them for eight hours. Cause it's going to be a long road. Um, the peppercorns, I think the peppercorns probably just taste so crappy that you're, you try to get your mind off of what's going on to get the taste out of your mouth. Um, I don't know that it has a an effect of constus other than that. Other than it just tastes so bad. You're trying to get it out of your mouth. And you're you're trying to re reinvert your focus on something else. Perhaps uh, I think it's also about the terpenes that actually have effect, and that they're they're you know different terpenes have different feelings. You know, absolutely, and, and that's that's the that's that's kind of where things have progressed. I'm glad you mentioned that, is because that's where it's at nowadays. Is things have already progressed up to the terpene thing. We're, you know, we're we've already backed away from the the THC, the CBD, the THCAs, the Vs, the this, that. Now we're on to the terpene profiles. And you know, with all of this being said, uh, from where we started from the very beginning, smoking a doobie at a campfire, having a good time, to curing cancer and epilepsy. Uh, and helping animals and, and it going from weed to the chemicals in it to the terpenes in it. I mean, look how far we've came. Says a lot, really, for little guys like us. I mean, you know, a lot of the bigger names are taking over at this point in time. Look, look, look at where it was. If you would have told me 30 years ago when I was traveling around with the Great Dead that this stuff was a medicine and it could help the masses, I would have freaking laughed at you. Uh, you know, it, it just but look at look at look at how far we've came. So it's got to be something within this plant that's doing some good, or else we wouldn't have even you know we would have stopped this process a long time ago. Uh, they well. can't prove us wrong, you know, and they can't prove us wrong. And you know, they're 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 to the point now that we're you know, well, sorry, but the hippies won. We just better agree with them. Um, so, you know, that being said, look, you know, that being said, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the little advocates get a little pat on their back for that because without us out there pushing the pavement and doing what we've done, taking the risk to help these people, that's a big thing. Um, I think a lot of that goes without being said, but uh, a lot of 
lot of people out there go without, you know, any kind of recognition that have risked their life to help other people. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, like I said, coming from a campfire back in the, you know, the, in the early 80s, smoking weed, having a good time, slinging it at school for, you know, two for five. You know, we didn't do that back then because we were trying to help cancer and that we were trying to cure epilepsy. We were having a good time. Uh, so, yeah, it's came a long, long, long ways uh, since the beginning. And, and, it, and it's keep, it keeps getting further and further. I mean, everybody's coming up with something new, something bigger, something better. Like I said, it used to be the big CBD THC thing. That was a big fight. Uh, and then, you know, look, look, now we're on turkey. Not even talking about that stuff much anymore. Now it's more of a terpene profile that could be in any plant. Uh, so yeah, I do believe that you know the terpenes in each particular plant can do different things. We just got to find the right ones to do the right thing per person. I think that's where we're getting hung up on so much is is it just stuff just doesn't work with everybody the same. Yeah, uh, and, that, and that's where we're hung up is 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 we can't figure out sometimes you know, why it did so good for one person and it didn't do absolutely hardly anything for the next. And, you know, that's a, that's a weighing factor on a person in time. You know, it's another reason why I'm on my break. You know, is although you do uh, get a lot of good success stories, and man, then when then phone calls come in, and I know you know, and phone calls come in and it's a good report from a doctor and it's a good positive lab report or whatever it might be, man, you're on cloud freaking nine, man. You are just pumped and ready to go, and that's that's what you work for is that feeling that you get on that phone call. But you also know that it's probably pretty short-lived, that you're about ready to get two or three other phone calls as soon as you hang up. Things just didn't work out quite so well. And it, it weighs on a person. So, uh, you know... Although we've came a long ways and things are, are progressed, which I'm very, very glad, we still have a long ways to go to figure out each individual person. And, and I think it's it's important for each advocate or person out there running around helping people or doing whatever they're doing to, to really document and study each and every move they're doing uh, just in case, you know, we're missing something. Uh, journaling is we huge. We tried about everything we could possibly do at this point, but uh, uh, you never know. One of the things that I like to discuss with patients that I kind of stopped doing because I saw that people weren't doing it, it, though, you know, it's a great reminder for me to at least continue to bring it up is um, journaling. And, yeah. you know, it got to the point where I was having to consider hiring somebody to keep in touch with patients to help them. And, you know, I, I think that the charity is uh, well served with having that kind of service to help people. So I'm going to continue to expand on that. And uh, just ultimately, what time did we uh, first eat? What did we eat? How often are we eating? And what are we drinking? How often are we drinking? When are we taking our medicine? How often are we taking our medicine? How much are we taking? How do we feel? And these basic um, notes will help us in the long run because we can actually look back and say, hey, what was I doing when I felt the greatest? What was I doing when I wasn't? Was I getting complacent here? Was I doing less of this and that? And ultimately see the map to us. And Absolutely. It, it could be huge so uh, for, for any of us. And it's, it's yeah, correlate that with the heart rate, mm, you know, food intake, heart sure. rate. You know, I mean, all, all of this is all, uh, uh, like I said, it's all still in trial process. And we're, you know, we're, we're the ones out there pushing, pushing the trial. Uh, we're, we're our own trial, you know what I'm saying? So, yep. uh, you know, absolutely. If you put all them little aspects together that we've, we've talked about, then, then absolutely, I mean, you should, easily be able to protocol a person, uh, you know, by their own body and what their, what their own body's telling them and wants. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, God willing, the, the school that Gorilla Healer is uh, planning to create called Map to Us at maptous.org will help us figure these kinds of things out because two twins with the same issue could potent, could need potentially need a different treatment and so we really need to know how you know 
what who we are and how we work. And absolutely, you know, I always say when we put up an umbrella, everybody who doesn't fit gets wet. And umbrella statements to say that when you have this, you got to do this, and how much do I have to take for this? And you know, the, these kinds of things can be helpful, but they could also be dangerous because absolutely. you know we got to figure it out for ourselves. And absolutely. So with that. You know, Bobby, I just want to thank you again. And, hey, is there anything um, that you think people really ought to need to know, you know, quickly before uh, about about using cannabis or even considering it for uh, potential treatment in a, in a situation? Uh, just uh, definitely do your research. Uh, just research it. I, I can't. Can't stress enough. People just need to research and look into this. I guarantee you that whatever you have, whatever illness you might have, or think you have, or whatever your diagnosis you think you're going to get or you have, uh, there's been a, a a story about it. Someone used it. Just 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 research. Reach out and, and do your best. to Try to do this medication first before you go down. The, the thing is, I want to keep, keep keep this in mind here. You can always go back to the doctor. Always. All the way to the end, you can go back to the doctor. He'll help you. Uh, try the natural medicine first. You, you can't always rebound from the damage that some of the natural treatments give you. So, so try this first. If it some of the work, natural what, treatments? You still have the option. What's that again? You, you said you can't rebound from some of the things the natural treatments give you. You can't, you can't rebound from some of their treatments that they've given you with oh. natural treatments. You need to do the oh. natural treatments first gotcha. and then seek synthetic treatments after. If the natural does not work for you, and it has been known not to work for everybody, so it's, it's you know, that's it in a nutshell is, is try it first. If you got success, stay with it until it's not successful or you win, whichever. You still have the option to go to the doctor. If you just flipping it around and going to the doctor first and coming to people like us sometimes it's just a it's 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 causing us not a great success rate well thank you for sharing that and just so everybody's clear we're not telling you what to do with your treatment or we're not telling you that this is how you need to treat yourself bobby i believe is giving uh a consideration of what he uh, what, things that come to his mind when he's working with people. So I, I just want to state that, express that clearly, that, um, you know, you always have the uh, ability to speak with your choices of, with a, a doctor and, um, you know, you at the same time have the ability to make choices for yourself and, um, you know, feel empowered doing your own research using Google and just typing in the ailment and cannabis or you know the ailment and uh medical marijuana something like that you know and uh seeing what what kind of research is out there there's also you know a lot of research through um uh, um project cbd.org and um you know different health departments through the american government have uh research out there and uh, other, a couple of other governments have been uh, around the world, like Israel, have been uh, doing some studies. And, you know, of course, there's plenty of clinical research out there. And so um, you're always welcome to contact help at gorillahealer.org. That's G-U-E-R-I-L-L-A-H-E-A-L-E-R.org. If you uh, want some information, if we can help you, we will. And um, there's um, there's a there's a lot of a lot of research out there. So feel free to um, to reach out and know that you're not alone. And uh, Bobby, thank you again for um, for coming on and, and speaking your truth and uh, and doing what you do. And yeah, man, you know we can't fill up another cup from an empty cup. And and so take care of yourself. And at the same time, you know I just want to state that. When we're, when we're putting ourselves out there to help others, it's a beautiful thing. It's a great way to be of service. And, um, and um, at the same time, you know, that I believe that there's God's plan. And, of course, we're going to do what we can, though we all have our own timeline. And, uh, you know, living beyond our actual timeline is, 
I don't know if that happens. I don't know if that's right. I don't know that if we're, you know, past we should come back or if we're, you know, I don't I don't know about these things. I just know that we all have a, a clock and we don't know what that clock is. Um, and so with that, we're just blessed to know each other. And when we do our best, that's a blessing and a mitzvah. And, you know, just keep up the great work, bro. And uh, right on. helping sh- shine the light. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, I uh, got a lot of love for you and I honor you. And uh, so thank you again. And as we typically end this show, uh, um, as we typically end this show, deep breath. And we're out. Thanks, Bobby. Hey, no problem, man. No problem. Anytime. Get a car with your tax refund? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Triple Stripe has workers and money on your down payment.
good tax refunds can go a lot further. Woo! Get in your car with my tax refund. Go to drivetime.com and see if your refund can get you a car. Drive time. Genius! One of the exciting things about writing and teaching a sushi class is that I have skill and a story that I can share and that I use Grammarly to help me edit. I'm a Belgian writer, English is my second language, but I use Grammarly pretty much every time I type on my computer. Google's influence, one single character.